0: You can, of course, leave a review. And we got a five star review from Egg Diffa bit I think someone just slammed the keyboard, but I gave it my best shot and I want credit. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Extra, extra, read all about it. No news to share this week at all. What's black, white, and electric all over? Well, it's this week's Pokalore
1: Pokemon. We're curious. What do you think is the Pokemon missing link? Let's take a look at an organized bag and secure it.
0: Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 210. It's October 4th, yet another Tuesday evening. We're back at it again. Yes, after we just recorded not a few days ago. We are back in the saddle, but who is we? I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. How you doing, man?
1: I'm okay. I'm uh, in in minor pain from having dental work done, but I will recover.
0: That's right. Yeah, dude. Uh, Just... Uh, that's like one of those sorts of discomfort that you can really, everybody can feel it, you know, you just like, Ooh, yeah, no, nobody no, wants to you. feel it. Yeah. So uh, for the sake of everybody listening at home or in your car or wherever you might be, I will not ask any follow-up questions at this time, <laughs> but thanks for being here. I hope your mouth is still able to say some critical things. I think we'll be fine. Okay. I think that will be the last part to go. <laughs> Okay, so let's review our goals from not a few days ago. Uh, Kyle, you wanted to participate in Spotlight Hour today. How did that go for you?
1: I did. Was evolving Pokemon while I was writing the notes for the show today.
0: Oh, nicely done. Nicely done. That's called multitasking efficiency. <laughs> and then 500,000 experience. Uh, I did that. 400,000 from the Spotlight Hour. So, you know, there's wow. positives. Yeah. Nice. I was slacking and
1: too. I kept getting distracted because the evolution animation is too long. <laughs>
0: it is too long. Uh, it's you know how
1: long it is. Isn't it like five seconds? No, no. It's like it's like 30 seconds in between evolutions. Oh, that's awful. And that's counting like backing out and then going to a new Pokemon and hitting the button again. But still, it's the full sequence. You get like two evolutions
0: a minute if you're on top of it. Jeez. That's wild. That's one of the reasons why I don't like doing it. (laughs) Uh, One complete daily adventure incense. I did. It was not very fruitful. No, you didn't get three or four uh, Galarian birds. Nope.
1: And I didn't catch any of them.
0: Well, that's a shame. That's a real shame. (laughs) All right, Mr. Kyle, three for three for you. Good job. Uh, For me, I wanted to get one shiny and I thought it was going to be a a no-go, but I did uh plus a c dot today so yahoo i'm on oh the board God. one complete daily adventure <laughs> incense i did do as well but the 500 000, uh sorry 500 000 experience not stardust I, I was like at 390 i did not quite make it so two out of three for me bummer city but that's okay i'm, I'm ready to rise up rise from the ashes of this three-day uh setback and crush it next week just you watch kyle
1: all right sounds good
0: and before we get started for real a big shout out to our patron community thank you so much for your support of this show more about patreon and patronage at the end of the show so why don't we just go ahead and dive right into the news yo what up it's the news yeah, just kidding. There's no news this week. I'm sorry. I, I had to do the stinger and everything. It just it needs to happen. This doesn't feel like an episode <laughs> without the news section. It's really just non-negotiable, you know. Pokalore, sure. Gear up once in a while, sure. But news. We I mean, this not, is. You know, this is
1: probably you could count on maybe both hands the amount of times we haven't had a news section on the show in. 210 episodes
0: that's right that's right i i I think the only thing that we could potentially talk about is that and this hasn't been confirmed yet there are some rumors about what the boxers are going to be when the event begins tomorrow and they don't look good (sighs) that's just
1: we're just gonna move on and say they're not good (laughs) if if they stay those way they're not good
0: here's what i'm gonna say some of them are better but none of them are good (laughs) Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that's pretty much it for news, to be super honest with you. There's nothing really else going on. You could call out a Niantic blog post from like the general Niantic blog, not just Pokemon Go. They put out a post basically saying that because of pricing tiers in the app store, we're going to see mm-hmm. some prices increase in game. Now, what's not clear is that this if this is going to affect the way that they were already changing the economy so to speak to reflect in these boxes this could work to our benefit or further to our detriment it is not clear <laughs> at this time
1: i don't know what the detail is but i i would have assumed from what i'd read that it was talking about the pricing structure of buying pokecoins coins with money is that the case that's that would be my understanding which is why it would matter whatever policies the app store is putting into place.
0: Right. That would be true. In, and then even more so, it would be kind of on Niantic to maybe adjust the value in their boxes to make that feel less bad.
1: Yeah, we'll see. That See, the value in the boxes is pure Niantic. That's That's Niantic deciding how much they're valuing these items at, whatever right. those value may be. But the change to the pricing of coins in this instance is on the app stores, specifically Apple. But I read someone shared something along this discussion that there's some kind of contract where they have to adjust for the Android store at the same time.
0: Oh, really? To keep like what a fair market between the two? Because Yeah, so technically nothing
1: is different from Google's agreements for the google play store but because apple has a different agreement niantic has to respect it on all marketplaces or something like that
0: okay that would make quite a bit of sense so yeah i suppose like we said uh, just before this that we're going to kind of have to see how it really all shakes out what we could do once everything is finished is sort of look at this from like a big picture perspective what does value actually mean now in pokemon go like because this is going to sort of destroy our ability to like judge that like the value in general especially
1: depending on what it changes comparing to the past we don't we don't know what this is going to look like but it can make those past comparisons much more difficult
0: yep very true and then just as another small little tangent did you did you see that thing about Europe making iPhone go to USB C next year, or is it by 2024? One of those two. I did not see that. No. They, they're making <laughs> them do it. It's like all smartphones or something. I'm like, oh no, that's wild. Okay. Well, I guess that's it for the news. Why don't we just happen to gear up and, and keep delaying the inevitable? So, this week on Gear Up, we're going to talk about
1: bag and inventory management. And now this is not going to be a bunch of hard rules and stuff because nobody has those. They don't exist. We're just going to talk about some good general guidelines to go by that we've kind of established for ourselves over the course of six years of playing Pokemon Go.
0: Oh, geez. Yeah.
1: Now I'm going to hit everybody with some numbers and some money real quick because it seemed like a fun thing to include. Because bear in mind, both Chris and I have maxed out inventory storage. So that really affects the way we talk about a lot of things. But for comparison, for Pokemon storage, starting size for a brand new player is 300. Max size is 6,150. That's a big difference. That is a, that is an astronomical difference, actually. (laughs) To increase it. From that base three hundred, you can buy the bundles in the shop, fifty inventory each for two hundred coins. Man, that's just an awful value. Now, the longer into the game we get,
0: <laughs> it really is. Like, it is, I think, priced far too highly.
1: Like back in the day when the max was like a thousand or whatever, two thousand when it first started. I don't, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Not the worst thing in the world. No, especially because you didn't have. A ton of things to spend your coins on didn't didn't matter, but I did the math because it's fun. If you were to buy max out storage, it would take twenty three thousand Pokecoins, which if you only buy the largest increments that you can, would cost about a hundred and seventy dollars just for your Pokemon storage. That's pretty. That's pretty expensive. I'm not going to lie. I did that, and I was like, I thought it was cheaper than that.
0: <laughs> no, definitely not. Like, I'm not surprised, but I'm surprised. I, I thought
1: it was more like 100. and Okay. So right. then I realized that we were at 6,150, and I'm like, all oh, right. That just kind of kept <laughs> going up, huh?
0: Uh-huh. For
1: comparison, it would take 468 days of free poker coins every day. To max out your Pokemon storage. That's a long time. All right. Do you want me to go over the other math or do we want to talk about Pokemon first?
0: I think we should. Let's cover the rest of the math and then circle back. Because like storage mentalities and ideologies are kind of closely related between the two, I think.
1: All right. Then we're going to talk about the item backspace real quick. Starting size is 350. Current max is 5,150.
0: What I want to know is how it got a thousand behind. That's a
1: great question.
0: I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. 50, actually, because it had 50 more to begin with.
1: It, it probably coincided with some generational launch or something that they oh, got more that's, that's and right. didn't need more items. Mm-hmm. Same deal 50 inventory space for 200 coins. It's still not great. <laughs> 20,000 coins approximately to max it out. It's like 20,400, but I didn't want to write that down. Or nearly $150 if you buy the largest amounts. It's like 100, a 40, and then a 10 or something like that. It's, it's crazy. Pain. Or 384 days of free coins every day from gyms. It's a lot. This is also assuming you don't spend it on anything else.
0: It would be very difficult to play Pokemon Go for an entire year and only spend your coins on storage for your items. Not right now. It's not. Personally. Oh, yeah. Maybe not right now. But but personally, I would (laughs) be hard pressed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it, it, it would be. It's very impressive. That said, if you've been playing for a long time, It's more understandable because there's less things to spend your money on as time goes on.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. We got the numbers out of the way. Going to talk about Pokemon storage. First off, Chris, we talked about this, I think, two weeks ago. What's your Pokemon storage situation look like right now?
0: Oh, not great. I mean, after I I failed to clear it out substantially... I'm I'm back to sixty fifty out of sixty one fifty. Oh, no. <laughs> I just catch stuff. I haven't cleaned it in a while. Oh, there's that C dot. Hey, buddy, oh, transfer man, it. Not it's not doing too... no. well. No, transfer it. No, that's too bad. Oh, there's a shift tree outside. I wonder if he's sixty fifty. Thing. Okay, 6, all right,
1: 6,050. That's right. All right, Chris should probably add a, a new goal at the end of the show, even though we've already written them. Yes. <laughs> I am currently at 40 29
2: out Ooh, of 6150.
1: Nice. I've not caught very many Pokemon this week. I've transferred anything I've caught. But kind of just some management mentalities that are around for Pokemon storage, because everyone's like, I need more storage. I need more storage. Chris needs more storage. I need more but storage. Why do you need more storage? Because I'm bad at managing my inventory. How many Pokemon are in go right now? ballpark at like 600 probably yeah we're, we're probably 50. like like 650 ish range somewhere yeah, like m- that
0: maybe yeah
1: which means you have enough inventory for 10 times all of the pokemon in go right now that's right
0: yes and that's still not enough no it'll never be <laughs> enough kyle that's the secret it'll never be enough.
1: <laughs> all right well i think it's just putting in perspective why <laughs> you can make stuff work but there are some stuff that makes it a lot harder a lot of people like to keep a living decks for those who don't know the terminology living decks what means to have one of every single pokemon in your storage at the time all all the way from one to what whatever we're currently on barring the gaps
0: yeah and so what that actually means is like a Charmander, a Charmeleon, and a Charizard, like one of each evolution as well. Mm-hmm. And then that can expand to forms, you know, lots of different. Yeah, things. you know,
1: some people want one of every Hat Pikachu. I've got one of every Hat Pikachu in my inventory, including any Pichus I hatched from that time. It's mm-hmm. a killer. <laughs> it is. It's like a, a block of 50 in your inventory. Yeah, I hate it. Every time I'm like, I'm going to clear out this spot.
0: Pikachu. I go through and, I'm like,
1: oh, it's just Pikachu and yeah. pass
0: uh-huh. and pass. It's like uh-huh. two
1: full swipes on the screen.
0: I'm not to check how many Pikachu I have in my inventory. Keep, keep oh, going. Oh, no.
1: Don't make me do this. Hang on. <laughs> Hit the plus sign, include your Raichu.
0: Oh, you want me to? Okay. And the Pichu. Yes. 143. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot going on over here. I've got a lot going on over here, man. <laughs> let me oh here <laughs> hang on a second, hang on a second. um oh it's a lot of, there's a lot of raichu
1: i thought i was gonna actually be bad here before like you said that right i have 67 pikachu family
0: oh that's not too bad i it's still a, a lot i try to keep at least three of each form though that's a lot well it's the minimum i could argue to like i would trade one away and then i'd be okay you know Okay, so there's there's one thing that keeps that can keep an
1: inventory clogged up, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's kind of your mentality for playing. That's why a lot of people play; they want to have the living decks, right? And then some people want a shiny decks too. Those are the crazy ones—a shiny of every Pokemon. It's it's a worthy goal, though. Mm-hmm. Just don't keep a shiny living decks. That's
0: absurdity, as uh, Chris can attest. It is absurdity, but it's satisfying when you get a community day and you're like, that's three of them, (laughs) you know? Yahoo. (laughs) Now, here's the one
1: I want to talk about that's taking up everyone's storage. Duplicate Pokemon. Why do we have 142 Pikachu? We answered that question. That's an easy one. There's actually a reason, unfortunately. The real question is, why do you have 45 Wishmer in your inventory right now? (laughs) You're like, oh, I caught them three seasons ago, and I forgot to scroll all the way down to Gen Three to transfer them.
0: <laughs> I've got six Wishmer in my inventory right now. Okay, okay, good. I
1: just picked a common spawn. Okay, I only have, I only have three, and one of them shiny. So it's okay, okay,
0: I've got a shiny a but... shadow and four regulars, but two are very recent. One was starred from my original living decks, and one is a level one.
1: <laughs> and so, what gets you to keep the duplicates? That's kind of just what you want to think when you're scrolling through and you did an entire event. Say you've caught 100 Marini that are still in your inventory. What are you keeping? Are you keeping ones that have fun CPs? Maybe something like it's a 666 or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Are you looking for your best PVP IVs, which for Marini is actually 01515, I believe. So no surprise there. Okay. Or are you looking for Hundos? You know, everyone... Wants a hundo. I don't know how many. How many do you have, Chris? You're in like 60s or something like that. No, I have more than that. 100, 110? I, I feel okay, like. Okay, let's not
0: get carried away, man. Okay, all right. This, 119. One <laughs> nineteen. No, one.
1: Okay. See, I was. I was right. Okay, I got there.
0: It's uh, one nineteen. Yeah. So, uh, doing okay.
1: So the discussion we had two weeks ago when I was making goals about tags makes this much more manageable if you do it after like every event. Go through, tag the stuff you actually think is important and transfer them. You don't need them. Unless you have regular play partners in which you want to do massive trade sessions, that's your own decision. I'm not going to tell someone not to do that. It's a very good idea. Yeah. But I will never consistently do it.
0: Let me give a couple of examples of categories that currently, like I'm doing subconsciously or consciously. Uh, that I'm accruing Pokemon. Now, this this is beyond just general laziness of clearing out my box. What I've been collecting recently has been uh, distance hatches for trading with my sister for distance badge. That's pretty common. Mm-hmm, but I've been mm-hmm. keeping every Scyther, every Rufflet, and every Galarian Meowth that I can get my hands on so that I can try to get people to mirror trade with me because I want Luckies or Hundos of them very badly. And so like, that's kind of a... Uh, you know like an example of things that might pop up huh
1: why galarian Meowth?
0: i want a hundo so that i can name him copper okay yeah because that's what i want to do
1: a shiny galarian just regular galarian
0: i would like it to be shiny but i'll
1: settle for a regular one okay see those are worthy goals for taking up inventory space Mm -hmm. what's not worthy goals having 18 tyranitar when you don't need that many Unless you have reason to trade them to other people, but it, you, you probably don't. You're just holding on to those because you're reluctant to transfer.
0: <laughs> right. Another example of when you might have 16 Tyranitar is that they were all leveled up because you were short manning back in the day when Tyranitar was top tier, mm-hmm. in which case it might be time to to marry Kondo a little bit. I, mm. I
1: did. I transferred two Tyranitars that I had. I don't know. They were like level 35 because oh, I was geez. never going to use them.
0: Yeah. It's hard. They're family members, man. I've had them for like five years. I know those Tyranitar (laughs) longer than some friends I have. (laughs) I mean, this
1: is true. Uh, I can't think of anything that's not community related that I had like six of, but they're out there.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, For um, seasoned players, I know I complain about this every once in a while. There are some Pokemon that have naturally boosted shiny rates just as a base. Bronzor being one of them. I have nine of them. I don't need to have nine shiny bronze or in my inventory. There's no reason, even though we didn't mm-hmm. have a community day. Like, who cares? It's not as rare as others might be.
1: hmm. Sneasel is another big one. It's a great yeah. shiny, but it's it's like one in 70. So y- you got nine. You probably don't need to keep them. May make a, an effort to transfer them to home or I know it's hard. You can you can transfer them just just gone. It works. And lastly, you don't need a million counters for everything. Depending on how you're feeling, you know, some people might want six Rampardos. Some people might be okay with two Rampardos, two Rhyperior, two Tyranitar, you know? And then that kind of stuff, when you have that mentality, then you switch to something else. Suddenly, your inventory gets clogged more and more and more. Or this one just occurred to me. I didn't take his note. You're holding out for an XL transfer event.
0: Oh, that's possible. That we
1: had last... Uh, November for Shinx day. Don't hold out for that. Like wait till the end of the year, obviously not. Cause you've held out so long. You're only creating heartache for yourself. That's, that's my thought, at least on that topic. I'm curious if you feel differently, Chris.
0: I mean, I feel like it's, it's hard to say. Okay. Like my heart of hearts, I agree with you, right? Because we kind of agree on that level. We just don't like doing stuff like that, that that's, that's like, two degrees of separation away from the one degree of separation I already made for those decisions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like if you're hurting for inventory and you are saving Pokemon for that, that should probably be the first thing you trim. That's a little extra, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But while we were talking about that, I looked up the list of perma boost shiny rate Pokemon on the Sylph road. Would you like to hear what the current list is?
1: Um. Yeah. I got, a, I got a feeling to no, know a, a good chunk of them, so go ahead. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's uh, Alolan Santru, Alolan Vulpix, Galarian Meowth, Alolan Meowth, Galarian Ponyta, Galarian Farfetch'd, Alolan Grimer, Ligatung, Chansey, Ditto, Pichu, Togepi, Pineco, Sneasel. There you go. Skarmory, Tyrogue, which I was not aware of. Galarian Zigzagoon, uh, Ninkata, Spinda, Phoebus, Absol, Bronzor, Mime Jr., Happiny, Riolu, Volibi, Esper, and Rockruff. So according to Silph Road, mm-hmm. they say, uh, with reasonable certainty on much of these, one in 64.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the Tyrogue makes sense. All babies have boosted Shiny because you can only hatch them.
0: Yeah, but you know, Tyrogue was introduced so much later than the other ones, so I wasn't entirely sure.
1: Yeah, but it's, it's just a general rule that they've mostly followed because you get so many less checks.
0: Right, right. So yeah, it's interesting. There are resources out there if you're curious about this sort of stuff. But again, none of this is like confirmed from Niantic. So while they do say with 100% certainty, that might be the case, but you can never say anything is verified 100%. Um, but yeah, anyway.
1: Uh, so just in closing for, for Pokemon storage, because there's not much less to say, I think. Aside from Pokemon you have for PVP and any raid teams that you have built, everything else in your inventory is there because you want it to be. And I think that's the thing that everyone's got to get over. The most is you're your own worst enemy when it comes to that, because like I said, those two categories, that's really it. That's all that is required air quotes to play the game. The The third one could be the living decks, because that's kind of the name of the game. Catch them all. But
0: yeah, more or less,
1: you can you can debate that filling the digital version is the same as filling it in the inventory but whatever but now onto the item storage because this is the one that i think a lot of people can struggle with too because you have to manually restock this and take care of
0: this yeah you do
1: first up we're talking about pokeballs now maybe self-explanatory what do you mean what's there to talk about pokeballs well you have pokeball great ball and ultra balls and it's it's a pretty big distinction, especially lately, because we've been seeing a lot of them in boxes.
0: We sure leads have to a lot of
1: leads to a lot of discussions about the value that the balls have. I think Chris and I have already established the value is is more or less zero to us. But it's I mean, it's not quite zero because they're they're useful, but I wouldn't spend poke coins buying them personally. So, he,
0: so here's the thing that I've recently thought of in the past few days since we last talked about this. Is mm-hmm. that the way I feel at Ultra Balls is directly tied to how many I currently have. <laughs> if I have zero, 50 is very valuable to me, you know, because, wow, that's a lot of throws. But if I have 300, I'm not going to spend money on Ultra Balls. No way. Yeah. Those Ultra Balls will be gone in two seconds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> uh, and then it kind of
1: comes down to how many you try and keep at any time. If you are a Pokeball Plus user. You're going to want a lot more pokeballs than great balls and ultra balls. For sure. I think I currently have 1600 pokeballs and like. Two or 300 great and ultra balls. I kind of am running low on those two.
0: Nicely done. Nicely done.
1: But so I don't use the the red balls almost almost at all. It's only for the plus to use. And that really weighs in on my inventory management when I have low space and i need to make space i'm throwing out great balls like (laughs) if i haven't already done that's like third or fourth tier on the list as we get there but it's it's an important distinction because red and yellow have large value and blue have the lowest value i think
0: yeah you can make an argument for that based on like what the most efficient play style is right especially if you're using a. accessory like a, mm-hmm. like a plus or a ball plus
1: and of course if you're not using an accessory the value of red balls drops astronomically you oh, yeah. want as little as possible if you have enough blue and yellow
0: right and thank goodness for the most recent quality of life update where it remembers the last ball that you use oh it's the greatest thing ever! it, I it love really it. is I finally the other day realized that I wasn't tapping on the balls to change to great balls automatically anymore
1: it is nice. it takes a lot of muscle memory for the last two community days not yeah. to do that every catch uh-huh yeah, <laughs> I'm getting there though <laughs> a- Anything else to say about managing pokeballs and stuff? I think I, I think I covered that mostly
0: you, you pretty much did cover it. I, I would say that the only thing that I have to say that might be different is that I've come around to the fact that I think I value pokeballs the most out of every item in the game like any of the balls. I try to keep as many of each. I understand making a judgment call on great balls, right? If you have if you have 50 red balls, 500 blue and 500 ultra, and you have no space left, get rid of the great balls and get more red balls, especially if an auto catcher, right? But if I can get rid of something else, like raspberries first, I'm going to mm-hmm. do that mm-hmm. every time.
1: And that's a great conversation we'll have in just a second, though. I, I okay. love that. Uh, next up, we have healing items. That would be the the four potions and the two revives. You don't need all of them. Don't be confused. (laughs) Right. If you are, I believe level 30 is when you get max revives and max potions,
0: right? It might be 35. It's been a long time. Or it could be hyper potions and max revives and then you get max potions later. Who knows? Yeah. Once you have max revives and max
1: potions, you don't need all the kinds of healing items. Keep your hyper potions or keep your max potions, whichever you have more of. That's fine. But you don't need 200 hyper potions and 150 max potions.
0: I stockpile hyper potions by accident a lot of the times because I'm like, I'm just gonna use these max potions. But they're like, oh, I've got only 25 of them left. I better keep these hyper potions. I have like, I had 650 hyper potions. Oh my and god. I was like, what are we doing over here, Christopher? What are we doing?
1: <laughs> now, the value proposition here does change based on how you play the game as well. If you have ready access to gyms, you have a lot more healing items regularly, so you can throw them out more. And if you don't have as many gyms in your area, you're not going to have as many that you can willingly throw away. Right. And the same for if you raid. If you raid, you will drown in hyper potions. Even if you short man the raids, you'll get more potions back than you spend reviving and healing people unless you're using very squishy counters every time right and of course you don't need both revives and max revives keep whichever you have more of i regularly am throwing out like 100 revives or like 50 max revives whichever one i'm just not going to use also always make sure to just revive your pokemon before you throw everything out (laughs) might might save yourself 20 inventory right there just by using them
0: or if you're like me and you tend to stockpile too many, maybe wait to do it until after, and then you'll be down to a reasonable level. <laughs> Just, you definitely don't need six potions. When, when I'm throwing stuff out,
1: I you keep like a hundred. And even then, that's probably on a, a higher limit than necessary, depending on what I'm doing because of the event. Next up is berries. Raspberry, pinapp berries, nanab berries, and then golden Raz and silver pen App. Plain and simple, throw out nanab berries <laughs> <laughs> unless you have gyms you can feed them to. If you do, right. if you are a gym feeder, nanab berries are great. And and that's kind of all there is to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, no. I feel like when you when you are starting out, pineapps have a lot more value than later on in the game. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, and I regularly trim each of these down to 100 or 50, except for golden and silver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I keep too
1: many pinet berries at all times, and I never use them, like, consistently. But I keep them because I'm like, I need these. <laughs> I probably have 200-plus pinet berries at any time.
0: Okay. Okay. And it's
1: it's a bad habit. That's the one habit that I have in my inventory management that I'm like... You don't actually need those. And I'm like, but I actually do. They're good value. It's just too much effort to use them for me. Exactly. Also, in case you don't know, press the minus button when you're discarding something and you'll throw away the whole stack. It's great for berries.
0: It sure is. You've got 344 and you want to get rid of or you want to get it down to, to, you know, 100. It's 244. That's it. Yep. And one more thing. You probably will
1: get more golden raspberries than you can use. If you do raiding, if you raid, yeah. If you raid, you will drown in golden raspberries. So it's okay to throw out your raspberries. I think I have over three hundred right
0: now. Like, yeah,
1: I got two fifty, and I'm like, that's too many. I should probably throw them out, but I'm just going to throw out the three hundred fifty raspberries I have instead. Right. And silver pinapp berries are just high value because you get so few of them. They're not that great because half the time you'd rather just use a raspberry and guarantee the catch.
0: They're good for when you get shiny legendaries and you want to squeeze out that one extra candy. Yep. But
1: for everyone who who doesn't actually pay attention, the silver pineapple has a slightly higher modifier, so you get one more candy when you use it. Yep. I actually completely forgot that was a thing until like a month
0: ago. It's also a slightly increased catch chance. It's supposed to be like kind of like a pineapple raspberry combo.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not as good as a... It's not as good as a golden Raz, but I think it's as good as a
0: raspberry. I think think it's as good as a regular one. If it's not, it's it's very, very similar.
1: All right. We're going to move on to the next item. TMs. How many do you keep on you? Or rather, how many do you have?
0: I have a hundred. Well, I I like to keep a hundred of each. I'm pretty sure I have more than that now because I haven't cleaned it out in a while. And um, I keep a hundred of each regular one. And then I keep as many elites as I have. Yeah. Those don't. Those don't. There's not enough of them for that to matter. Nope.
1: I am also of a similar opinion. I was, until very recently, of the opinion that 100 is too many and not needed, and then I was cleaning out my inventory and had to fix a charge move on somebody, and it took me 25. Yeah. They only have three charge moves. I was so done at the end of it. RNG, let's go. <laughs> Rashram, got my eyes on you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that one's an easy. Obviously, you need more if you haven't built everything already. So, you're probably going to be sitting on zero of those at all times because you're yep. going to use them as soon as you get them. But you will, if you stick with the game, reach a point where those are no longer an issue.
0: Yeah, I think I have over 10 of each elite TM.
1: I got five fast and eight charged. Yep. Don't know where I got any of them. Because I've only ever bought like (laughs) one of
0: those boxes. I think researches and stuff over the years. Special. Yeah,
1: they've been for some days and stuff like that. Because I've never reached rank 20 to get one for free.
0: (laughs) This is the season, Kyle.
1: All right, rare candies. How many do you have to buy Chris some time? I have 298. And when I did my inventory cleaning for my goal two weeks ago, I probably used 400 rare candies. Oh,
0: I I currently only have nine, Kyle. What? Yeah, I've got nine. I think I recently dumped a bunch in somebody to make a PvP Pokemon. Wow. And I can guarantee you it was not worth it. I just did it. Yeah, I, uh, I built a
1: couple of things for raids that I had been meaning to fill out some teams like a Like a Reshiram. I didn't do enough Cartana, so I used Rare Candy to power up one to be raid worthy. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I have 298. That's probably that's kind of where I actually like to be, because if I need to, I can max out whatever Pokemon I choose to at the time. But if you're worried about inventory space, Rare Candies are actually a pretty good one to dump because you don't have to throw them out. Mm-hmm. You just convert them into candy of the Pokemon of your choosing, and just save your inventory space. You don't even have to spend your Stardust
0: at the time. When in doubt, store them in your Mewtwo.
1: Yeah, that's a, if you don't already have six level forty Mewtwo, it's a safe bet. There's a a handful of other Pokemon that are good, reliable ones. Uh, if you have Sky Attack, Moltres, that's a very good one to do, for example can't think of any other Top in my head. But. Oh, uh,
0: one thing that we should oh. say, though, is that if you're going to use Rare Candy, make sure you use it on a legendary Pokemon. Because if you look at the walking distances, they're different for each one. I know mm-hmm. this is very basic, but just to make sure everybody's on the same page. Some Pokemon, it takes like one kilometer to walk. Other Pokemon takes 20 kilometers to walk. Those are legendary Pokemon for one candy. So use that Rare Candy on those because it's literally 20 times more value <laughs> on a legendary Pokemon.
1: Yeah, not me walking a spirit tomb like 650 kilometers for candy. <laughs> Look, because I didn't like, want to use rare candy
0: for the challenge. an Exercise and dedication. It
1: was about it was the point of maxing out the ghost, OK? I only use rare candy on the Giratina. <laughs> <laughs> and now we got a big catch all here because you don't really think about a lot of these, but other premium items. Everything in your inventory takes up space. Everything, including the camera. If you didn't know, you can't get rid of that. That's just minus one inventory tax, right there.
0: Oh, <laughs> also,
1: your infinite incubator that takes up space too.
0: Wow.
1: Uh, other other incubators also do. So the noive. So, just a quick list: raid passes, lucky eggs, star pieces, incense, lures, rocket radars. Mostly, if you bought any of them, poffins and incubators. Pretty much the only thing that doesn't take up space is if you have like a ticket to an event in your inventory. Now, Chris, do you have any thoughts about keeping stockpiles of any of these except for maybe raid passes? They you know, these, these, these kind of just happen, don't they?
0: Well, kind of. It's difficult to say because back in the day, we used to have conversations about like when you should stockpile things when they have the most value. But we're in the middle of this weird situation where the bundles don't give us that opportunity anymore so if we just wanted to play it straight there really is no reason because quite honestly like okay i struggle with pokemon storage but i've i have not struggled with item storage for the past like four months ish Uh, like right now i'm sitting at 3250 out of 5150 and this is i don't i haven't broken 4500 in a long time I just keep using the things that I, that I need to use. I
1: mean, yeah. Being at zero rare candies and
0: how many Pokeballs do you have again? Oh, not uh, many. 78. Yeah. The, that's, a, <laughs> that's a big deal. Yeah. But you know what I didn't do was actually throw any of those hyper potions. I still have 675. Oh, my
1: God. My heart. Right. Okay.
0: But yeah, what I guess to just sort of like round out my thoughts on it and then pass it back to you. Is that honestly, yeah, besides Raid Passes, when we were amassing the lot because the bundles were the way to go and we couldn't use them fast enough, the rest of this stuff, passes. unless you bought a stack on purpose, you're probably using them as you go. Mm-hmm. That's a
1: that's actually a, a fun conversation, be, for me at least. The only thing I buy intentionally of this list is Lucky Eggs because they're never in boxes or they're never in the boxes that I buy. I'll buy eight lucky eggs at a time and I'll use them consistently. And the only advice for any of these for, in terms of management that I can have is make sure to use them when you play, if you're going to go out and play, it's okay to use an incense, lucky eggs and star pieces generally require more planning if you want value, but incense lures incubators, And to some extent, Poffins, just if you're going to go out and play, they're probably worth using. And you'll find yourself going through them if you start remembering that they're going to add value to your regular play every time you do it anyways. Right. On that note, I still have 56 premium battle passes. So (laughs) that's a problem. Uh,
0: Just start using them in GBL.
1: Over my dead body.
0: Especially right now with Master League.
1: I would rather... Cry, okay. Well, also gifts. I think take up inventory space. I'm sure they just do. Just a heads up. I'm a, I'm gonna check right now. Hang on, hang on. No, they do not. Okay, gifts don't take up inventory space. Good to know. Science.
0: <laughs> can you can you recreate that? I could. All right, but no I sh- I'd rather send
1: it. these 18 gifts than get rid of another one. Now, wow,
0: you heard it here first, folks. He'd rather send those 18 gifts over the next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay well thank you very much kyle that was an interesting extended gear up uh section we haven't had a long conversation about some of these basics and like you know organization is something that we struggle with every once in a while but i feel like it's kind of a thing we all struggle with so yeah <laughs> it's not bad to kind of recenter on it but let's move on to pokalore and this week for pokalore we're going to be covering well just because we saw them in the costume event blitzle the electrified pokemon and their evolution zebstrika the thunderbolt pokemon i suppose blitzle was really the only pokemon in the last event because it can't evolve yet with its cute little collar i think that's a shame
1: i have a friend who's super casual got a shiny blitzle from the event and they came to me and they're like i can't evolve it no and i'm like no no I'm you sorry. Really
0: nope. And that's a shame. And they're like,
1: why not? And I'm like, well, some costume Pokemon you can't evolve. And they're like, but what about Crow and Gunk? And
0: I'm like, yeah. Sorry. Wasn't funny yeah, enough. To sorry. Happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's start with Blitzel. Blitzel is a black zebra like Pokemon with thick double pointed white stripes on its neck, chest, back, and hind legs. It has a rounded muzzle with a large dark nose and oval blue eyes with yellow sclera. On top of its head are short triangular ears with blue insides. Below the knees, its legs are white with black hooves. Its tail is stubby, white, and has two points. Running up its neck is a spiky white mane, which culminates at the front in a long extension that resembles a lightning bolt. This mane captures and stores electricity, which flashes whenever this Pokemon discharges energy. It communicates with other members of its species by controlling the rhythm and frequency of these flashes. During lightning storms, Blitzel ventures out to recharge its mane with lightning bolts. It's very metal. I love that. Uh, I kind of like how it's sort of like electronic echolocation. hmm But two ways? I don't know. Hmm. Zebstrika is a zebra-like Pokemon. Its coat is black with white, jagged stripes all over its body. There is one pointed stripe extending from its nose, two elaborate stripes on its neck and chest, one zigzag stripe on each of its jaws, back, and hindquarters, one triangular stripe on each of its thighs, and two stripes banding each of its legs. That's a lot of stripes. Its ears are triangular with blue insides, while its eyes are blue with yellow sclera and white eyelashes. Its nose is black and its hooves are gray. A white spiked mane runs the length of its body, beginning with two horn-like extensions on its forehead and running down its back to end at a long tail with a starburst-shaped tip. I love starbursts. They're great. This irritable Pokemon fires lightning bolts from its mane when angry. Zebstrika can gallop as quickly as lightning, releasing thunderclaps at full gallop. That's a little fat. What? Doesn't lightning move at the speed of light? Uh... Yes, electricity? no, uh, no, electricity.
1: no, it's not the speed of light, but I'm more confused by it releases thunderclaps at full gallop. Like, is it breaking <laughs> the sound barrier? Yeah, is it, are those sonic booms? Is it every single lightning strike causing a thunder? Like, <laughs> what's
0: happening you know what? there? I don't know. I
1: don't know. What one thing I think is funny before you say the stats is how specific these descriptions are for its coat which means that this species has absolutely no variation at all no like it's crazy that a pokemon that is striped with patterns has no variation at all
0: yeah so you know i wonder if if they were picking their battles right (laughs) <laughs> like oh we did spend a boy wasn't that fine let's not do it for every Pokemon we can think about it for right <laughs> I understand that's um, what I'm trying to man. say but anyway for Zebstrika for stats max CP at 40 is twenty four twenty eight and at 50 2745. nothing to write home about 181 stamina 136 defense that's rather low and 211 attack while it does break 200 is not really notable all that much it's just kind of a middling pokemon to be very honest with you yeah best move set spark with discharge and wild charge but you might be thinking there's also flame burst in that move set wouldn't you want the coverage no not really it's rated a lot lower than the other the other moves so yep yep if you're looking all right if you're like i love taking my manectric into raids but i'd love something that's a little worse Zebstrika is a good choice
1: so I went and looked up Zebstrika's DPS and rating in that mentality as an electrotype it's like 30th or something like that behind a ton of other duplicate Pokemon
0: oh geez, great Love it, it is slightly
1: slightly better than Jolteon slightly better than Jolteon
0: yeah. oh my gosh and Jolteon only if you count the-
1: DPS. If you count TDO and DPS, Jolteon is actually much better.
0: Oh, get out of here. Really? Yeah. I thought Jolteon didn't have a lot of bulk. Zeta strike doesn't have much at all. Oh, that's true. 136 defense. Anyway, yeah. I think we're belaboring the point that Zeta strike <laughs> is not spectacular, but it is a cool Pokemon. I like it. And I like the shiny. It could be a little bit more interesting, but it's not bad. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Green strike. It's an okay shiny. We love it. All right, then that's the end of Pokalore, which means, Mister Kyle, it's PokéPole time.
1: So last week's PokéPole was in honor of Fashion Week now past, What is the one avatar item you'd love to see added in Pokemon Go? First response is from Camo McGee is said Leon's cape. That was such a big miss for the GBL pose of Leon when you receive his shirt and pose for hitting Legend that season. Uh, It's so true. The cape is so obnoxious. It's great.
0: I think they chose not to because it would open up the floodgates, but also probably because it's so iconic that maybe the Pokemon company was like, no. (laughs) No, there's no way.
1: I I refuse. I think it's because Niantic didn't want to animate a cape. All right, you know, because yeah. we got we got like Team Magma and Team Aqua clothing, and that's very iconic. kind of we got Team Rocket clothing like that is the clothes of that game.
0: Yeah, know, but that's like a team. This is like one individual, and it's it's not a hat. It's a special item.
1: Yeah, but like they could sell Leon's cape. True, true. Next one's from Lane. The main they said somehow incorporate the cartridges from the original games. I also thought crystal being transition was so neat, so incorporating them somehow in an outfit. Maybe a shirt with the colors and can shine slash sparkle. I'd be for the cartridges somehow. I don't know. I don't know how you do something so rectangular, but...
0: I mean, it like could just be graphics on a tee or on a backpack or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. they did some cool stuff when we did, like, the red and green experience for Canto Tour, right? Wasn't that the deal? i don't remember i I know uh, maybe i'm conflating two events but we did have like a red or green thing and i think there is some some avatar items that have to reflect that but uh nothing that's like specific about the game so i would love to see that too especially since lane called out crystal
1: (laughs) (laughs) next response is from Triptando, and they said the gen one starters have cool hoodies the gen four starters have even cooler onesies and I am in dire need of a mudkip onesie. I would rarely ever be seen in game wearing anything else. Fingers crossed for Ho and tour. Yeah, no, that's great.
0: I- I'm for that. I would love those. That'd be fantastic. Now, do we want a hoodie or do we want a-, a onesie or something else? See, as somebody who's rocking
1: the Gengar onesie in the game, I love it. But it also basically means I can't customize anything ever anymore. Yeah, but that was a choice you made. No, but I'm saying in, in terms of like asking for another piece of clothing in the game. Oh, sure. Like yeah. if it was a Gengar hoodie and I could customize it with some cool looking pants, I would still be for that, for example.
0: Sorry, I suppose what I'm what I'm asking here is because Triptando said specifically a Mudkip onesie. For yeah. those starters, what do you think would look good? Like what type For
1: that generation in, in particular? Yeah. yeah. Probably a hoodie. Mostly because I think a onesie for Trico and Torchic does doesn't work as well for as it does for Mudkip.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And the backpack wouldn't work either. They're too gangly of Pokemon. I think.
1: Yeah, they don't have like a very iconic form that just fits to a backpack.
0: Right, like Rowlet.
1: <laughs> or like the turtle shell from Squirtle. Right, which exactly. Is an item in the game that's actually amazing. Perfect. Our next response is from Rotten Tanuki, and they said substitute doll avatar item. Yo, that that's so good, and it replaces your buddy. Doesn't matter what buddy you have if you nah. equip it, it's <laughs> in the buddy pose with you. There,
0: it'd be cool if you held it like you held a cleffa.
1: That mean <laughs> that'd be cool. Maybe I, you have to double check how big substitute dolls are actually supposed to be because I feel like they're they're chunky. I feel like they're like.
0: Oh. I thought they were like the size of like a, like a Clefairy. I don't know.
1: I'm I'm actually kind of curious if there's any references. So the Pokemon company's got to sell one, right? Where's the full size substitute now?
0: Oh yeah, no kidding. I'm, maybe they do. Maybe they do.
1: <laughs> Our last response is from Modders, and he said, "Hello, gents. For me, they need to add beards and bellies. I'd like a truer. I'd like a truer representation of the real me. Would also be nice to have a custom T-shirt generator." They would need a profanity filter, but I'd love to be rocking a GoCast podcast shirt in game as ever loving your work, Japs. Yeah, I mean, I mean, beards would actually kind of just be nice. Yes. Even if they don't want to do new models, they really could throw in like four or five beard types.
0: Yeah, but I'm with monitors. Give us the beards and the bellies. Come on, make it the beards I mean, yeah, and bellies like,
1: update. let's go. Would you settle for a really bulky shirt? that seemed like it changed the shape of the avatar versus a different
0: model. Yeah. Like the muscle shirt does. Yeah. 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 Yeah, No problem.
1: Okay. Then I, I, I could actually see that happening at some point. So maybe I would love more models for the avatars. It would be amazing. Yes. I'd probably spend more money than reasonable on a different avatar shape. So.
0: Yeah, I think I would too. I need somebody that's not nearly as athletic and gangly as my <laughs> character. I, I'm and, just not that. <laughs> I mean, I'm my character is a fair
1: facsimile of me, but it's still I don't know there there could be something else. Yeah.
0: So, but also it's worth noting that Moner's uh, did notate the GC with a little lightning bolt PC for GoCast podcast, which is reminiscent of his design we had. Uh, that he made for uh, one of our shirts still in our store i think it's from the 2020 tour or 2021 oh my god don't
1: ask what what time actually happened here i don't want
0: to have to think about time the past few years (laughs) (laughs) but yeah
1: so for this week's poke poll we have with evolution on everyone's minds what is the one pokemon you feel could use an evolution the most and why
0: now, this is something that you and I have definitely talked about as a topic, but I'm not sure if we've done it as a PokePole, and it seemed fitting for the Evolving Stars event because we got to figure out a way to make this interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I have several answers. I think I know what yours is going to be if you have put the same thought into it as I have. So why don't you go ahead?
0: Okay. Uh, I think Swellow needs an evolution. It bothers Swellow. me. It really bothers me that Taylor Okay, it's not where I thought additional... you'd go. You
1: want to add a third evolution to the Taylor Swallow line, huh? Yeah, yeah, but my
0: usual answer is Dunsparce.
1: Okay, yeah, see, that was that was my thought. That's yeah. where I thought you were going to go.
0: No, because Dun- we talked about this before, and I think we both really agreed vehemently and passionately that Dunsparce deserves, deserves more deserves
1: better. Yeah, it sure does. It, it deserves better. Bad.
0: If it doesn't have a
1: Peldean form, I'll be upset. It won't. Okay, let's be real. We'll
0: get ready to be upset.
1: <laughs> Yeah, we got Wiglet. Come on, there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) Aside from Dunspars, because it's such a universal answer, I feel, for anyone who thinks or who likes Dunspars, I'm going to say Hitmonchan Hitmonlee. Oh, okay. I think they worked great in Gen 1 as a standalone, like, fighting-type option. But then they gave it a baby and a third form. And I don't know, the third form feels more like a complete Pokemon in Hitmon top than Chan and Hitmon Lean do now. And I think leaning even harder into their gimmicks of kicking and punching in an evolution would be really
0: cool. Yeah. It would be really neat if they did it so that they were like, because like the, the punch suite is all elemental, right? And the kick suite is like crit, low ratio, stuff like that. It's different. So it'd be kind of cool if, like, for Hitmonchan's evolution, like, you wanted to take fire punch, thunder punch, ice punch, right, uh, bullet punch or whatever, and, it, like, it changed your type when you used it or something like that. That'd be really cool. Give Hitmonchan protein. Yeah, let's go. Oh, man. That'd be That'd funny. That'd be so neat. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm for it. It's a, I don't know, that seems like a fun idea.
0: Yeah, I can actually see it. That's, That's a good idea for sure. Uh, but if you, dear listener, have an answer to this week's PokePol question, which is, again, with evolution on everyone's minds, what is the one Pokemon you feel could use in evolution the most and why? You can answer it when we post it on Twitter at GoCastPodcast. If you're a patron of ours, in our patron discord, we have a channel dedicated to this. We'll post it there as well. But you can also send us an email to mail at GoCastPodcast.com or send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. And you can also respond to the Pokeball question on Spotify in the app. I will post the question there as well. So feel free to use those different avenues if you'd like to have your opinion heard. But before we get into the rest of the show, I suppose, we're going to pass it on over to Fish and Defy E, who this week for PvP Corner are going to be covering the GBL Cup update where we're at again, the Play Pokemon event in Peoria, Let's Go Hoff, Good for you, congratulations, wonderful. Hoff was a uh, a finalist, did you see that?
1: No, I did not, I did not see anything except that it happened, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> That's and awesome, it though.
0: It. it, it was great. And uh, they're also going to answer some mail. So buckle up, it'll be a good segment. Hi,
2: I'm Fisho Nahida.
3: And I'm DeFiE250
2: and this is PVP corner the PVP segment that has lasted longer than most of Fisher's jobs defi what is going on in PVP right now
3: well i have to start out by wishing you and all of our listeners a happy 2 year anniversary for the PVP corner i don't know where the time went when i mentioned that it was coming on 2 years it just felt crazy
2: i know like uh, i was like didn't it wasn't like our 1 year last month or <laughs> something like that
3: but we are excited to continue bringing you that PvP news starting off with Go Battle League. Fish, I actually played in the Master League. I did it. We had open Master League and Master League Premier Classic this last week, and I actually played. I did poorly, <laughs> but I played. You played open? I played Master League Premier Classic.
2: Cool, cool, cool. How'd you do it?
3: Um, Poorly, but I had... Oh, yeah, you um, said that, didn't you? <laughs> I did, but... Thank you for reminding me that I did poorly. <laughs> Thank you for bringing it up again. I did. I had Dragonite Double Steel for a while. So like a Dragonite, a Metagross, an Excadrill. I was trying Snorlax. I took out some Pokemon, put Snorlax in there. Um, someone convinced me to try a Roserade and that was a terrible idea.
2: Oh, really? Because I'm doing that right now.
3: <laughs> oh, my gosh. It did not work for me. But how, how is it working for you?
2: Uh, So I've had two sets. One was a 4-1, and the other was a (laughs) 1-4.
3: So a mixed bag, to say the least.
2: So what what moves are you running yours with?
3: Um, Poison Jab and Weather Ball and Dazzling Gleam, just to kind of say, just to tell the dragons no.
2: Yeah, right. I was originally running mine with Sludge Bomb instead of Dazzling Gleam, but then I figured Sludge Bomb wasn't actually giving me too much against the meta that poison jab wasn't already so i switched it to leaf storm to be able to hit things like uh excadrill a little bit better no hang on no what what was it no uh huh.
3: i mean literally the only see- things i see in the meta are metagross dragonite yeah. excadrill gyarados
2: well sludge bomb and leaf storm are both neutral against gyarados I think I need to change it back to Sludge Bomb.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, like, there's literally, like, I don't think there's anything in the meta Yeah. for a grass move that Sludge Bomb wouldn't also
2: accomplish. Yeah, I think maybe I was thinking that I wanted more one-shot potential against an Excadrill.
3: Maybe? No, because pre-Marina, you would want the Sludge Bomb. Yeah. That would work. Garchomp?
2: Oh, that's probably, yeah. I remember coming up against a Garchomp and being like, well, I've got got nothing against this thing. But then, like, Garchomp's not particularly common. I'm seeing a lot more Dragonite, and you really want Sludge Bomb for Dragonite.
3: Or Dazzling Gleam, just because it's funny. I don't think it's as efficient, but it's funnier. But what we have coming up next, looking ahead, is Open Master League and Evolution Cup. Those start tomorrow as of this recording. Those start on October 6th. So Evolution Cup, also called the Middle Child Cup, fondly by many a battler. Only Pokemon that have evolved at least once and can evolve again will be eligible. We've talked about it on the show already, but your Vigoroth is going to be incredibly common. So will Zwilas, Hakamo, Machoke. Dragonair, Shadow Golbat, Dusclops XL, Chargebug Celio, Need Arena, Lots of those middle like lots of those middle evolutions will be very common.
2: Yeah, I am seeing Vigoroth and Shadow Golbat as being like the Wolrain Trevenant of the Evolution Cup. It's gonna be just this this powerful combination, which really nothing can can take on both of them. There is, however, one thing that I am really interested in making work in my battles initially, and that is Alolan Graveler, which obviously with that electric rock typing will absolutely slaughter a Golbat, but it also actually beats Vigoroth in the one shields if you can successfully bait with a rock blast and then kind of close it out with a Stone Edge later.
3: Interesting. I wouldn't have been able to guess that.
2: Yeah. Next up, we have the Open Leagues, Open Great, Open Ultra, and Open Master League that is happening for one week between the 13th and 20th of October. And after that, from the 20th to the 27th, we have Open Great League and Halloween Cup, which this will be, what, the fourth iteration of Halloween Cup? We've got Poison, Bug, Ghost, Dark, and Fairy-type Pokemon all at the Great League level.
3: I am looking forward to it. The Halloween Cup is always really, really good and fun. It's usually a pretty diverse meta, so I'm interested to see how it all pans out this year. Doing our quick self check-in, we had an announcement that stated, as four groups of battlers compete in epic battles over the next two weeks in round-robin tournaments, the results will remain hidden. But don't fret. We'll share these top-tier battles for all to watch in four Twitch streams between Friday, October 14th and Monday, October 16th. And they shared the dates with us, so I can go ahead and read those off. For group one, that is going to be on Friday, October 14th at 9 p.m. UTC on PvP Steve's YouTube channel, youtube.com slash PvP Steve. Group two is going to be on Saturday, October 15th. The time is TBD, but that's going to be on Team Rocket PvP on their Twitch. Group three is going to be hosted... On Sunday, October sixteenth, by my PvP Academia on their Twitch channel, and Group Four Fish, that's you. You are hosting. It's me. Town PvP on Monday, October seventeenth, at one a.m. UTC.
2: Yeah, I am so thrilled to be a part of this. Uh, well, not not me necessarily. Just the community, the channel. Uh, this is a, a big step for them. Uh, That will be just to translate for all the American listeners. That's 9 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday, October 16th. So yeah, join us then. Join us for this momentous occasion.
3: I am excited for you and your community. That'll be really cool. Moving on from our sylph check-in, we also have some results to talk about with the Play Pokemon Championship Series. Peoria happened, and I was so excited to watch the stream. I watched it from home, watched the whole thing. And Hot Pocket came out victorious. It was really cool to see someone from the former seniors division go ahead and beat all of the adults at Peoria. So that was really cool to see. And then my good friend Enhoff took second place. So both Hot Pocket and Enhoff have punched their ticket to the World Championships in uh, Yokohama, Japan this August.
2: Um, I'm always impressed whenever I see Hot Pocket's name because like, like you mentioned, like he... He's a kid. He's, he's like this teenage dude who has been in the sylph scene for practically ever. He's probably almost as long as as you and I, DeFi. And he's just always ranking higher than ever. Like, he, he makes it to the, the highest levels every season. And it, the dude's like 12.
3: <laughs> I, he's, I think he's a little older than 12, but Hot Pocket I is... I know, just
2: in my mind, he's always 12. That's fair.
3: It's like you have... <laughs> There's people you know, and they just stay the same age in your mind forever. Uh, But no, Hot Pocket's great. Hot Pocket's family is great. We are all very excited for Pocket and excited for Enhoff. I'm excited to root them both on at Worlds in Japan. Taking a look at some of the usage stats, Ghost Stadium does a great job of compiling these after each event. Uh, Looking at Peoria, a lot of the usage, um, so the Pokemon that were on the most teams, uh, Galarian Stunfisk was on 73% of all the teams. It was on 88% of the top cut. So you take a look at the top eight. Um, It was on just about every team. That tells you something.
2: That's probably in response to all the flyers that burst out of the scene uh, at, like, the previous regionals.
3: Yep. Um, the next up is Metacham. It was on six of the top eight teams. Then Swampert was on four of them. Um, Altaria was on five of those top teams. There is, like, nothing out there that can beat Altaria. It is an incredible flyer. Uh, we had four Trevenant and four Lickitung in the top cut. We also had three Alolan Ninetales, two Skarmory, and then a bunch of Pokemon that were one-time usage. So we had Azumarill, Noctowl, Obstagoon, Umbreon, and Diggersby all in the top cut. So fairly condensed. Again, lots of G-Fisk, lots of metacham.
2: And Defy, you were, you were telling me earlier about how much you loved the team that Enhoff brought to her battles.
3: I do love the team (laughs) off brought to her battles. She brought an Altaria and Lickitung and a Galarian Stunfisk, but the meta picks ended there. Then she brought a Tapu Fini. Her and I both love Tapu Fini. Mm -hmm. Then she brought a Kofagrigus, another off meta pick, but was a really good core breaker. And then brought Primeape. Primeape only came to one battle, (laughs) and (laughs) it won the battle it was in. So it had a 100% win rate. So that was very cool. Uh, Enhoff and Hot Pocket played 15 times on day two um, because they were in the winner's finals. In the grand finals, they had a bracket reset. So Hoff was in the winner's bracket, Pocket in the loser's bracket, and then Pocket had to beat Hoff in a best of five and then beat her again in a best of five uh, to take the regional champion. So it was really good
2: yeah that's i know people who haven't done that many battles ever
3: (laughs) it was really good so she had to yeah 15 battles against pocket these two were incredibly evenly matched all of the battles every single battle felt like it was a one hp one fast Mm -hmm. move difference win or loss it was really exciting
2: Next up, we have on October 14th to 16th, the Salt Lake City Regionals. And after that, 22nd and 23rd of October is Lily, France.
3: Are you ready for our mailbag?
2: Yeah, let's do it. So we put out the call last week for some mail correspondence to celebrate the two-year anniversary. And we got a bunch of emails in. The first one is from Corrupt Crowley, who says, Hello, DeFi and Fish on a Heater. So I jumped headfirst into PvP when I found out the legendary Pokemon could be a reward. I'm not the greatest with going out to raids, I feel you there, so I liked this as a replacement. I've been doing the PvP grind for my third full season now and noticed a change in the rank 20 plus rewards. I've been lucky to get positive records here and there to help the legendary Pokemon of the week, but as of this season, my legendary encounter rank is non-existent. Before, I would get like two or three encounters on a full day run. Then last year, about one per full run out. But now, I'm sitting with a 32 positive placed record with zero encounters and climbing. I wanted to ask if either of you have noticed this change or if I'm just having the worst luck. Do more serious PvPers take note of the encounters? I mean, I like PvPing, but if there's nothing worth striving for, for a casual like me then I'm not sure if I should keep trying to improve. Sorry for the long email. Corrupt Crowley.
3: Yeah, I haven't had a single legendary encounter. Um, I don't think I had a single one on Go Battle Day. And I did all my sets. They weren't all positive. But I did 20 sets that day. So I've, I've definitely noticed. But at the same time, I just hit Ace Rank, like Rank 20, Ace Rank very recently so i don't have like many weeks of anecdotal data because i didn't write it down i just i don't think i've gotten a legendary encounter
2: yet yeah right i i definitely have but it's not super common for me i actually have the sylph road webpage they i mean they do such wonderful work they have a recent addition to their website which is a page that actually tells you the exact rates of encounter of each of the Pokemon at each of the ranks. Now, this is all user-submitted data, so it wouldn't be maybe as accurate as uh, going into the the code and finding that out. But it's a pretty good approximation. And according to this page, at rank 20, players have been encountering uh, Eveltole. 3.8% 3.8% of the time which is the uh, current raid boss as of this recording so 3.8% at ace rank it's been 2.8% and at veteran it's been 2.3% I don't think they have enough data on expert or legend but that yeah so between 2.3 and 3.8% which is it's pretty uncommon and that's uh the rank 20 Rewards—they've got four hundred and forty-five data points, and seventeen of those have been the evel So I think that's enough to to really place some significance on that.
3: Definitely something we should keep our eye on because it's—I definitely think the rate has been going down.
2: Mm, yeah, but uh, they are there. It's um—it's not—it's nothing to do with you. <laughs> It's—they are there. It's just I think I think you have been a, a little bit unlucky so far this season.
3: All right. Next question comes, questions from the tub. (laughs) Uh, So we have one from Ryan and Ryan asks, does PVP ever make your anxiety flare up? I love PVP and hate it at the same time. Sometimes after a few sets, I feel great. And other times I feel like my skin is crawling. How do you cope? (laughs) Happy anniversary.
2: Um, And uh, yeah, I want to give a mention to Ryan has a YouTube channel named Reviews from the Tub and that's that's why he's titled his <laughs> email like that. I encourage you to check it out. that is reviews from the tub on YouTube so yeah defied how, how do you feel about this anxiety when it comes to PvP?
3: I'm not sure about anxiety, but it definitely makes me angry sometimes <laughs> like I get a little tilted generally not when I'm streaming when I'm streaming and when I'm talking to people that usually keeps my my tiltometer on low. <laughs> However, when I'm by myself and just sitting in my bedroom doing my sets, it it's sometimes it's not fun fish. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just hit a losing streak and it's not a lot of fun anymore. Yeah. And you have to put the I cope by honestly just putting the game down, going and doing something else, anything else, and then coming back to it later.
2: Yeah, I I agree. Anxiety probably isn't the most accurate term for what for, for the negative feelings that I sometimes have. For me, it's more I think DeFi's mentioned it before the, the term imposter syndrome that that's something that, that I have to deal with a fair bit because I put myself out there as an educator. I like make content. I spend a lot of my time, a lot of my life around this game, and it's so easy to compare yourself to others so i know like i i'm currently a veteran in gbl and i know there are a lot of people listening to this that would be impressed by that and yet i still find myself comparing myself to all the people that i associate with my contemporaries who are already at expert and legend and and feeling a little inadequate so anxiety no but inadequacies yeah that is something i do have to deal with uh, mentally and emotionally and, and try and check myself on every now and then
3: so, how do you check yourself on that? How do you cope?
2: I, I don't necessarily think there's a process involved. I think it's literally just recognizing when I'm feeling those things, understanding why I'm feeling those things, and then just saying, "Maybe you don't need to feel those things." <laughs> or, or often, it's better when you're feeling negative feelings not to try and quash those feelings, but to just accept them. That's like a, that's a that's a very big thing that uh, mental health practitioners will will help people with is not necessarily trying to shame themselves for feeling negative feelings but to come to terms with it and and just be comfortable in that emotion
3: yeah i like that feeling Mm. being okay feeling like uh this game is making me feel this way right now and just accepting that that's how it's making you feel and then it's easier to maybe do something about it like putting it away or kind of taking on the next game with a new mentality.
2: That got real deep. It
3: got really <laughs> so deep. deep. It got <laughs> that was a very short question and it got I'll I mean I can talk about mental health all day. So
2: we'll write that down future episode.
3: Future episode, <laughs> if I talks mental health. Um but thank you so much for writing in questions from the tub. <laughs> Reviews from the
2: tub. <laughs> next one is from AJ, someone named AJ who says Fish and DeFi as the first person in the history of PvP Corner to be a guest not once but twice on PvP Corner. I figured I should write a message of congratulations on making it to two whole years on the podcast. Happy to be able to work with both of you and hope to keep doing so in the future. Question is, when am I going to be booked for the Hattrick appearance? I need to set this record out of reach for anyone else let me know. Until then, love you both. Here's to many more years. Final boss, AJ Andrews.
3: AJ, you are welcome on anytime with me or anytime that I am gone. (laughs) So I love working with you. I love uh, talking PvP with you. So anytime. Mm. And thank you so much for the email.
2: Yeah, you're you're always so delightful to work with. Uh, Very enjoyable. I mean, as for as for setting that record out of reach, I know Tri-Bird was very popular, so he might come <laughs> come chasing you down. Um, maybe maybe AJ can set the record for being the most appearances for a Canadian. No, that no. Hang on,
3: <laughs> keep that in. Keep it in. <laughs> no, wait a minute.
2: <laughs> um, all right, let's move on.
3: All right. Next one is from Roundtable Chatot says, Dear DeFi and Fish, Yo! Congrats on making it two whole years with the PvP corner. It's been awesome to get to team-building help, and take deep dives into specific metas with you two each week. You really do some incredible work on an already incredible show. But no, but for real, it's like a 10-chef's
2: kiss.
3: (laughs) You've helped elevate our PvP game. We're super proud of you and the work you do. Keep up the great work, the Roundtable Chat Talk crew.
2: And speaking of keeping up the great work, those guys are so delightful. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I don't think there's any other podcast I listen to That uh, puts such a smile on my face as I'm just walking down the street.
3: Exactly. They are so much fun. They have such great energy. Uh, I got to meet them in Seattle. So that was really fun, Um, even though it was brief because it was after my play day and my feet were... I think, going to fall off at that point. (laughs) And I was struggling to just stay standing up. Uh, But it was really good. Um, Love to do some more collaboration or do something where we meet up again in the future.
2: And the final email is from Triptando, who says, Hi, Efficient DeFi. Wanted to say big congratulations on the big milestone of two years of PVP Corner. Because of your guys' enthusiasm for Sylph and the Show 6 Pick 3 format, I gave that a try myself, just played my first full year, and am satisfied with my progress over the last year. And I'm going to pause there because this is another situation where someone has just gone, yeah, I'm going to give it a go, and, "Oh, uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. He's, he's, he's already surpassed us. <laughs>
3: like he's, I know. He's so good. He's so
2: good. He's, uh, he's an elite like he made it to, like Mama Climbs, I've mentioned her on the podcast before, um, she, he made it to Elite in his first full year of sylphing, and I like after one of my streams recently, I raided Tho Technical's channel. You may have all heard of Tho Technical, probably one of, probably the biggest content creator going around right now, and he was just hanging out with Triptando on stream as well, so he's kind of uh, hobnobbing with all the, the top guys as well in the PvP scene.
3: Triptando is awesome, just someone who really picked it up and ran with, like, hit the ground running with PvP.
2: My next challenge will be to have a decent performance at a Play Pokemon Regionals Championship. The one I have my eyes on the most is the one in my home country of the Netherlands in the city of Utrecht. Did I pronounce that right?
3: I'm not sure, but we'll go
2: with it. <laughs> I also maybe want to go to Bochum, which is relatively close by in Germany, and after that, the big one I want to go there for the community as the number one reason, but if I could snag a participation or spectator ticket, that would be even better. My question to you two is, will you two participate as a battler in one of the Play Pokemon regional slash international championships? Thanks for all you do. Triptando.
3: Triptando, thank you so much for the email. I participated in NAIC last season, uh, and I would love to participate again in this upcoming season if I am able to. Uh, Hopefully it'll be again somewhere kind of near me in the US, kind of in that center US. I hear that Columbus, Ohio is pretty standard for NAIC. Mm -hmm. So hopefully it'll be there again and that'll be a good time for me to participate. I don't think I'm interested in judging at all. So that's going to be, I know there are some people like Alpha Phoebe who's done the trifecta. He's judged, he's battled, he's casted. Uh, so I, I'm going to stick to the casting <laughs> and the battling for sure. Uh, but I'd like to battle in at least one. I'm just not sure which one it's going to be. Probably NAIC.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, look, I'm, I'll put it out there. Just put, put it out there in the universe. If there was some way that I could land an opportunity to cast one of these things, then that would be uh, like such a dream come true. Um, I, I so enjoy shout casting, but that is kind of a, a pie in the sky pipe dream at the moment at the, like the things that are within my control right now, uh, the judging and the playing. And I do intend to visit all of the regionals that I can and, I haven't decided like how many I'll play versus how many I'll judge playing is definitely my preference but I, I do enjoy being a uh <laughs> my so my my career is actually um I am a poker tournament director and I'm also a football umpire or referee so a lot of my life I require the skills that judging a like an eSports championship would would need like that kind of impartial adjudication so that's something that's definitely well within my skill set and something I do enjoy doing
3: I think I'm probably I think I enjoy casting more than battling but (laughs) I like battling's fun too I think it's really good to get multiple perspectives on a tournament like that so I think it being a participant helps you cast I think being a participant would help you judge I think being a judge would help you be a better battler. Like I think I think it all just kind of works well together. I think it's good to have a multifaceted experience uh for these kinds of things if you can.
2: Yeah, totally agree.
3: And with that, I think that's all for our mailbag. Thank you so much all for celebrating with us for two years of <laughs> PvP Corner. I'm going to keep saying it until it stops feeling completely unreal that we've been doing this for two years.
2: You know, it's our 100th episode in like five weeks.
3: And that's bananas too!
2: <laughs> I'm like, should we have just waited? Like, It seems seems weird to just have another celebration five weeks away.
3: Uh, we'll definitely at least mention it when it comes up, but that is, it's still like, how have we done this a hundred times? (laughs) I don't know. I don't understand. Uh, but with that, let's go ahead and get into our shameless plugs. I just want to announce again, I'm back on the internet. I'm back streaming a little bit. I'm back. Um, I posted a TikTok, so I'm back doing that a little bit streaming i'm mostly looking at mondays and thursdays between six o'clock and eight o'clock p.m central time um and that is going to change a little bit we've got our daylight savings coming up uh but central time whatever that time happens to be
2: (laughs) and for us of course there's uh the sylph world qualifiers happening on uh, sunday night u.s time or one in the morning utc uh i also want to Give a plug to the Pallet Town YouTube channel. Blepni is doing some great work with Team Spotlights on that channel. We've also got the weekly GBL meta breakdowns happening with Lyle Jeffs the third every Tuesday night there. And speaking of Lyle Jeffs, I want to give a shout out to Lyle, who has hit legend and made it to the first page of the GBL leaderboard, uh, which he was super, super excited about. And I certainly don't blame him. That is an amazing accomplishment.
3: Lyle told me that the Roserade was a bad idea, and I should have listened to you, Lyle.
2: Ah, yeah, but he says everything's a bad idea unless he thinks of it.
3: (laughs) And with that, I think that's a show. We love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for Fish or for myself, you can direct your feedback to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. In the show description, you can click on more Fish or more Defie to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us. And with that, we'll talk to you next week. Bye.
0: All right, thank you so much, Fish and DeFiE, for yet another wonderful PvP Corner segment. Kyle, actually, I think I've got a handle on where we're at. We're, we're going to do poker Lore, right? Is that what we do now? No, it's, it's actually time for emails. Oh, I can't get this right. Every week. And, of course, we've got one voicemail. We're going to play the voicemail first. So, here you go.
2: Hi, my name's Cassie, and I wanted to give my sister a very special message. Happy
3: birthday. And I just remember the time that we played Go Fest. She came to visit me, spent her own time and a decent amount of money when I was going through a really hard time, traveled all the way up north where I was, and we had the best day playing Go Fest and catching our favorite Chinese. So I love you, Jessie, and happy birthday.
0: Alright, happy birthday, Jesse. And thank you for saying that in, Cassie. That was wonderful. That was really, really nice.
1: Yeah, happy birthday. And I also I love hearing uh Pokemon used for healing during rough times.
2: Cause
0: yeah. it works. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good safe space to hang out and spend some time. When I'm sad, I just go throw some balls. It's great. It's great. And then we have one email as well. Kyle, you wanna You want to get that email on emailing?
1: So it's from JB and they said, hello, JB here. I'm not a hardcore grinder of Pokemon Go as it is a past the time kind of addiction for me. However, I have dived deeply into PvP during my time playing. Recently learned that walking to do PvP battles may return in the future in one way or another. And I just have to say that if that does indeed happen, I will probably walk away from the game for an undetermined amount of time. I have put up with a lot of questionable decisions by Niantic, but enough is enough. All right, Chris, I'm going to let you uh, handle this
0: one, I think. Okay. JB, I got to say, though, if you're going to walk away from the game for an undetermined amount of time, you might earn a couple more battles before you're able to quit then, you know, by walking away from the game, you get it. All right. All right. Anyway, no, a real answer is, uh, you know, I saw that verbiage pop up too. So if you open up GBL right now, uh, or maybe they did patch it, I'm not sure, but a little bit ago, um, it said, you know, walk to unlock more, more sets, which was removed a while ago. And there was communication a while ago when they removed the walking requirement that it was gone forever. They were not going to bring it back. And, That's a really good decision on a lot of different levels, Mm -hmm. even even though it kind of flies in the face of their let's make walking into everything in this game. Right. Literally, that is not good for one huge aspect of their game. PvP. Right. Because what it does is after every single set, you have to go walk like a kilometer or three or whatever it was. To unlock more sets and you couldn't like bank them either. You had to do it between sets. You could bank like two. You got two sets.
1: You got one set that you were currently on and then the next set. Right. And so what this is
0: really bad for and what really made the PvP the PvP community what it is today, the powerhouse it is, before GBL even really started was that there were content creators that were able to sit down and do 25 battles. Make fun things about that, engage people, get people excited about the feature because mm-hmm. it it became more social. And so if you have to interrupt that thing, that magic, that process, especially now that everybody's created a culture around it for literally years now, I feel like that'd be very, very, very poor. And because of that, and because I haven't heard anything about it actually coming back or not, I don't think they're going to. I think that text just popped back up.
1: Yeah. Uh, the text is still there, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, I just checked, at least on my version of the game, but it's not actually active. I think it's just a bug in the current version of the game. We've been having a a handful of those lately. I would not worry about walking distance coming back. To GBL ever, Um, I'm pretty confident the last verbiage they used was gone for good. Right. But I would have to go. I'd have to go research it before I give a
0: definitive answer. I'm pretty confident that, that was the case as well. That being said, if they did bring back the walking in a historically ill-advised move, yeah, I mean, we, we would be mad about it. That's just a bad there would
1: It would lead to massive complaints.
0: Right. We don't even PvP and we understand and would be passionate about the fact that, that it's bad for the game. You know? Mm-hmm. So I hope, JB, that your concern while valid because all the signs were there. um, I'm hoping that it is an empty fear and that we have nothing to worry about at all. But thank you very much for the email, JB. Appreciate it and appreciate you for writing in. If you, dear listener, would like to send us an email or a voicemail like these two fine folks did for us this week, you can send an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You'd also leave us a voicemail by calling 262-586-7717. You can also email us a, a voice file if you'd rather not call from another country or something like that. You know, I get that. That's a fair That's a fair reason. <laughs> you can also follow us on Twitter at GoCastPodcast. And you can find out more about us and everything GoCastPodcast at GoCastPodcast.com. And if you'd like to help support the show, you can, of course, via Patreon, that's P A T. Our eon.com forward slash go cast podcast. It's kind of like a name your own, you know, pledge per month situation. And, uh, you know, that's how you get access to our discord through that service. So please go take a look if you're interested in helping support the show in that way. And speaking of patrons, shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons. Kyle, it's your turn. It's been a while.
1: Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Elite Trainers, Bo, Daniel, Andrew, Lori, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Tish, Ben, Marvin, and Mimi, Sports, Hithui, Hithui, and Ryan, Thayer, Jason, Justin, Charles, Mottersley, Lee, William, Brandon,
0: Ethan, and Steven. Good job. Yes. Thank you so much for helping us keep the digital lights on. You wonderful, wonderful people. And if monetary support is not on the cards for you or you've already done so and you're looking for an additional way to help bolster the show and our community, uh, so to speak, you can, of course, leave a review. And we got a five-star review from I think someone just slammed the keyboard, but I gave it my best shot. And I want credit. And they said, Love the show. Please tell me some good login names. Well, my personal login name is Chris when I log into my computer. What's another good login name, Kyle?
1: I don't... I mean, I mean, mine's, mine's Kyle. I think, actually... It, it might not be. It might be whatever username I had going at the time. Let's We don't need to talk about that.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, apparently we're not an authority on good login names. I'm sorry. I don't know how to answer that question correctly.
1: Kyle. Don't, don't ever <laughs> ask me about names because I'm the worst. I'll sit there to name a character in an RPG for like 20 minutes and then default to something garbage. So
0: <laughs> this is why it was so important for a young Kyle to make. A, a, a brand consistent name across everything because he's like my approach I wear a lot of black t-shirts just so I don't have to think about it a lot of times because I work from home who cares he's like that but for names
1: yeah yeah I, I got one yeah I got, I got yep. one name and that's it that that one name is even had black to abandon it when we made when we made this podcast so I could have universal branding for this show
0: hey I'm sorry but it was for the greater good it was <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, last thing we got to do here is set some goals and uh, which we actually already talked about beforehand. So Mr. Kyle, why don't you share what your goals are going to be for this week?
1: All right. So we have the evolving stars event starting this week. So I'm going to be looking to finish the research that is associated with that. It's going to probably evolve a Cosmo. And I know the steps are out there somewhere. I haven't looked at them. And I'm also going to try and get a shiny Xerneas, which I believe starts the eighth. Yeah, pretty soon. Right?
0: Yes, yes.
1: And then I also want to take part in Haunter Hour. And I know it's about the Stardust, but my my goal that I'm setting aside from that is 200 Ghastly XL Candy. Ooh. So I'm hoping that's actually not going to be that big a deal, but we're going to
0: see. Hopefully not. So I know it's a guaranteed Excel for the evolution. So that's great. But are you also going to like pineapps that you can convert if you need to, if you're short? Uh, Maybe I've already got like
1: six or 7,000 ghastly candy. So we'll see. That's not that much. No, but I will mega evolve a Gengar. So I will also be
0: getting extra Excel. You'll be raking it in. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking you'll be good. Yeah,
1: I already have one level 50 Gengar. So I'm looking to get a second one with this
0: spotlight hour. Solid. Okay, that's a handsome set of goals. For myself, it's rather similar in a lot of ways. Finish Evolving Stars Special... Special, special. (laughs) (laughs) Finish Evolving Stars Special Research. 250,000 dust. I'm sure Haunter Hour will be most of that, but we tried doing some math prior, and I was like, I don't know what a reasonable slash intrepid goal is, so let's just make it for the week, was Kyle suggesting, so we're going to do that. I also want to take part in Haunter Spotlight Hour, of course. Now, the reason why I'm even listing it just besides the dust total is because either of us partaking in any Spotlight Hour is notable. (laughs) Yeah. Because we just don't. We just don't. Uh, I would also like to to catch a shiny Xerneas. I am willing to admit that I stole that goal from Kyle because it's so good because I forgot about it. And 25 kilometers walked. I'm trying to get to go to a local park for hour spotlight hour and hopefully i can get a good amount of walking in for that hour as well uh, but that that's it that's it for us so thank you so very much for listening all the way through dear listener and we'll see you next week for episode 211 we hope you have a successful evolving stars event this weekend oh It's, isn't it, there's also Mega Gyarados Raid Day, isn't there, this weekend?
1: Oh, there is.
0: I forgot about that. Wait, hang on. All right, Everybody, everybody who's
1: listening, just send Chris and I all of the invites. We'll do all the raids.
0: I'll do it. I will. will
1: It's a Saturday, right? Right? Yeah. It's this Saturday? Yeah. 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 If this is up by then, I will just, I'll take all the invites. I don't care. I'll do it.
0: I will spend the money I said I wasn't going to spend hopefully before the tiers change, and I will do some of these as well. I'm going to add two shiny Gyarados to my... Uh, oh, oh no, my, I'm not going to put a shiny gold, but I want...
1: Uh, uh, instead, I'm going to say 15 Gyarados rates.
0: Okay, that's reasonable. You're not going to do 82
1: Braviary? <laughs> uh, I mean, it depends on how much fun I'm having. It's, it's not got a four times weakness, so it's probably not going to be that fun. So oh we'll yeah, because
0: it's mega. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. If
1: it wasn't mega, it would probably be a lot more fun to crank out 80 of them, but we'll
0: yeah. see. Yeah. It, it depends big. on how
1: many people send me invites because I will not be seeking these out.
0: All right. Well, hit us up with Gyarados Raids if you're interested. And if this is up before then. Uh, but if not, or otherwise. Good luck. Catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.